Lizard Illuminati. A new world order. successful we will be we have a real chance at this new world order they sound crazy sound crazy so who cares but but it could totally a hundred percent be true because we know the government's lies about every single thing Welcome, fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. And take two, man, we've been having some technical difficulties this morning to bring this one to you. Satan does not want this to happen. So, uh, man, we got Josh Monday here. He is the host of the Josh Monday podcast, and he puts out a bunch of truther music, Christian-based, that is just incredible. Josh, how the heck are you, brother? I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, you know, this happens once in a while, but it's all good, man. Um, yeah, dude. So my show is called the uh, Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. So what we do is we I take what's up? I said, of course I butchered it. No, it's okay, it's okay. Um, so we uh what we do is we take a uh, conspiracy and show you how it relates to the Bible. And uh as we went through all these different conspiracies, uh, the one that I think that most uh, fit like a glove was um, flat earth from a biblical perspective, you know? So I like to uh, take a, uh, the conspiracy or the, take the Bible and bring it into the conspiracy theorist home as well as shake up the Christians and, and show them the conspiracy. So that's kind of what we do. So that's awesome, brother. So I got a chance to chat with you a little bit last night and you were telling me that, um, you know, you had found, uh, first of all, thank you for your service. Oh, no problem. Thank you. No problem. That um, that you had found maybe your calling to God and, um, and decided to start doing what you're doing. But I'm curious, uh, what made you want to tie it in with conspiracies? Have you always been kind of like a, a rabbit hole jumper? Yes, I have. Uh, my dad actually, um, he taught me about like the Illuminati, about the Federal Reserve, like when I was young. And he was also teaching us about the Bible. So, um. We uh, so he, he kind of was already doing that when I was when I was growing up, you know, so uh, taught us about like Y2K, all this stuff was going to happen. You know, we we're always like prepping and and uh, so at a young age, I kind of learned uh, the ropes a little bit. Not not too crazy, but still learned about it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There, You know, there's a saying in the conspiracy world that um, all conspiracies lead to spiritualism. Uh, would you agree with that? Yes, it, I, I think so, because you realize that it's the devil versus God and everything, you know, and um, I worship the God of the Bible. You know, I worship, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. That's who I choose to uh, to to uh, the hill that I choose to die on, you know, and uh, I take the Bible as 100 percent truth. And that's my foundation because it's hard to find truth out there, you know, so but people don't understand that the truth is sitting right on your nightstand. It's the Holy Bible. So that's what I believe. But I don't force anybody else to believe that. But I do believe it, it leads to spirituality because you realize that there's uh, demons and there's Satan. And uh, who's going against Satan? For me, the God of the Bible. 
not not uh, all these other ones that that are that that people are worshiping. You know, uh, that's just the, how it is, man. It's yeah. uh, that's how it works for me. So and and that's a that's one of the beautiful things as being a truther and and diving into some of these things because it, man they can get really fucking dark can't they and uh, you know at the at the end of the day if it leads you back to spiritualism or or leads you back to a um, a relationship with your creator then then man the, the dark route got you there and it, it sucks that that's some of the things that we have to deal with but this is reality and once you once you turn on that light switch man there's no turning it back off it's it's like that movie they live once you put on the glasses it, you're oh. done you can't you're, there's no never unsee anything you know you're gonna right. always understand that it's a spiritual battle you know and uh yeah i agree man so uh all right so well, i'll get into uh our topic man um so Everybody always asks me and says, you know, is this a salvation issue? You know, it's not a salvation issue, so who cares? But for me, what people need to understand is the Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word of God, right? So Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So as I'm going through the Bible right now, I'm going through verse by verse by verse. You guys need to understand that um, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And right now you're about to hear the word of God. And it says that we're saved uh, by grace through faith in the Bible, right? So we got to understand how strong is our faith if I'm reading these Bible verses to you after Bible verses to you and you're not, you're not understanding or you're not believing it because you have all this scientific indoctrination that built the wall between you and what I'm about to speak about. So it gets really interesting. Also, keep in mind, all scripture is inspired by God. It says that in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Okay, so we got to understand that. If all scripture is inspired by God and if faith comes by hearing, as I'm speaking these words, understand that this is not just Josh Monday spewing out what he believes okay this is this is inspired by god if you're a true believer and uh this is no game this is you know this is what we're, we're saved by faith right or by grace through faith well this is going to build your faith a little bit uh another thing we got to keep in mind i always like to say is uh first timothy 6 20 says oh listen oh timothy keep that which is committed to thy trust avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called so we got to understand that there's going to be science that's going to test our faith. You know, it's up to us to read the Bible and find out uh, what the Bible says. So it's basically like filtering science through the Bible. And if it doesn't match, then what do you do? Do you go with what scientists tell you, what man tells you? It says that God is true and every man is a liar, right? So are you going to go with what science tells you or are you going to go with what the Bible says? As true believers... I think we should go with what the Bible says. That's what I believe, because God was actually literally there when when the, when everything was created. But these scientists are just, you know, you probably already know. I mean, Pseudoscientists, I would say, because I think that, that everything, if science was correct, and science is always ever-changing, right? Yes. I think that if it, if it was actually 100% correct, then it would probably just uh, prove everything that the Bible has to say. And unfortunately, when, when it doesn't, match up with what the bible says i i consider that to be pseudoscience and those are just scientists trying to get their hypothesis to fit a narrative amen i agree with that totally so all right so uh 
So I, I, I kind of went over everything. So what I like to do first is I like to go over what the scientists say, and then we'll go over what the Bible says. Okay, so we'll go yeah. science versus the Bible. So the science says that, hold on real quick. Let me grab the earth real quick. The so-called earth. One second. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I like to do this. It's a... I don't, I'm not like Dave Weiss. I don't have like the whole green screen. I just get this little little <laughs> fake CGI photo real quick and show right. you guys. Okay, so it says that the Earth is on a 23.4 degree axis spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. So it's basically just spinning at 1,000. And it's rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. Okay, so now six. when I – yeah, yeah, there's a lot of sixes there. I'm going to show you at the end how everything connects to the mark of the beast, okay, at the very end. So listen, so uh, the fastest bullet, okay, we need to understand this. The fastest bullet travels at 1,800 miles per hour, okay? So we're going, you know, what, 15 times faster than a bullet rotating around the sun, and none of us <clears throat> actually feel it? I think that, that to me, that's, it's, it's, that's crazy, and uh, also, uh, they got you got to understand that the, um, you know, like an earthquake, like I, I'm in Rialto, if, if there's an earthquake in Riverside, then we're going to feel it if the earth is moving, you know. And uh, as, as I go through what the Bible says, it's going to uh, kind of go against that, you know, and show you that everything is fixed and immovable, right? Not moving. So it gets interesting. Um, they also say that the moon orbits the earth at 2,200 miles per hour. So it's telling us that the moon is moving faster than a bullet orbiting us. So we got to understand that too. That uh, is so believable, by the way. Yeah, so believable. So go outside. Uh, well, if you're in California, you can go outside right now and you'll, you'll probably still see the moon out and you'll see how, how slow that everything is moving. It's, it's so, it's so incredibly slow, but you could kind of tell that, you know, compared to a bullet, do we believe that it's actually orbiting us faster than a bullet? We just need to compare these speeds because what happens is we learn this type of stuff when we're in elementary school, and then you might learn it again in college, but you're already so indoctrinated by the time you hit college and, and you get all these numbers, you're, you're already so, I love NASA, uh, space is amazing, universe is great, DMT, let's get into these aliens already by the time you hit college, right? So, right, right. Uh, <clears throat> you, you, these numbers are not to me these numbers don't make sense to me as i'm reading them before when i was in elementary school obviously when they're teaching me this stuff this rockefeller indoctrination i'm not even realizing these numbers i'm just it's just going right by us it's like okay cool whatever sixty-six thousand. that sounds good cool but we're not actually realizing it until we start going down the rabbit hole right the white right. rabbit hole and they and they throw those numbers out so big and just ridiculous and everything it's like how how are we going to verify any of this stuff? And, yeah, you know, and do it, they have a speed gun and just they're sitting out there waiting like, like on you know right. on the uh, going seventeen thousand miles an hour around us in the in the in the uh, in the ISS and they're just like oh sixty six thousand I told you I knew it was that's the third time we tried it it doesn't. Yeah. Hey, before you keep going, man, I got a question for you. Do you get yes, a lot sir. of, I'm, I'm assuming that when you give these to Christians, it's, it's a totally different feeling for you, right? Because I, I, uh, my parents are very religious, even though they're in a cult, they're still, uh, their cult is a religion. 
and they are they are so married to the ball and and everything in the bible they say is is solid is the word of god however right here in the bible is telling them something that they don't want to believe so i'm assuming you get a lot of pushback from christians but is that your favorite uh people to go after well my favorite people to go after is just as is anybody just to show you that the, the this is what the bible says but when um when someone's a christian and a true believer and like I was like I was talking about in the very beginning, I go over those verses for for the true believers that are listening to your podcast right now. Like you guys didn't understand that that you guys understand this that faith comes by hearing the word of God. If I'm explaining the word of God to you and you're just you're not believing it, there must be some type of block or indoctrination that's been put in between you and the word of God that you don't know about. And uh, we need to understand, like we talked about in the beginning, is God versus Satan and everything we do. And Jesus says to not be of this world. Well, everything you're learning in the elementary school, high school, college, I'm sorry to say, but that's going to be of this world. Is some of the science that you're taught provable, uh, testable, and and, and re repeatable? Yes. And that's the stuff I don't, you know, whatever. That's 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 true science. But but when it comes to these theories, okay, these are just theories, okay? That, that's all they are, theories. Then then it's it um I, I like to go after both because as I'm explaining these numbers to people that are globers that are that are not believers, and I start telling you these astronomical numbers, some of some people are like, "Dang, sixty-six thousand six hundred miles an hour, really?" I I, I forgot about that. That's that's kind of too. That's fast. Even people that do believe in the globe, so it gets interesting. But um, nice. Uh, Let's talk. <clears throat> My bad for the interruption, but I'm good. Side best bust a couple times here. It, it's good because I'm like an information dump on this one. I just keep going and going and going. So I'll ask you, do you have any questions about anything so far? So it's it's all good. So now also they're telling us that the universe moves through space at 525,000 miles an hour. Okay. Our, our, I would say our solar system, not the universe. It's moving through the universe at 525,000 miles an hour. And we go outside. We see the same stars every night. It doesn't look like warp speed, like uh, when you're when you're watching Star Trek. So um, it's just the same stars every night. You just go out there, boom, and you just it's 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 interesting. Um, they also tell us that the sun is moving, or I'm sorry, is 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 93 million miles away. Okay, that's that number is interesting too, because if a cloud gets in front of the sun, it changes the degrees by like 10 degrees. Sometimes it's 130 in Kuwait. I, I, I deployed and then I'm over here in Rialto and it's only 80, whatever. It's like, what's going on here? If it's 93 million miles away, how does the temperature even change at all being that far away? Right. You know? No, it's, it's obviously when it's condensed light and condensed heat like that, it's obviously a localized source. Yes, that's what I, I believe. And, and I believe the Bible, as I go through it, you guys are going to see the differences between what science says and the Bible says. And it's like, okay, uh, if you're a Christian, I'm going to truly test your faith on this show and find out who you're going to believe, you know? So uh, also, here we go. The closest star, it's called the Alpha Centauri. It's 4.4 light years away. Now, when I say that, 4.4 doesn't sound like a big number. So you're going to go, okay, sounds good. But then I tell you, what, what is one light year? It's 6 trillion miles. So you have to take 4.4 times it by 6. You're looking at 24 trillion miles away. And you can go up and look, and you're going to be able to see a star with your eye. Okay? Now, that doesn't make sense uh, when people study opticals, you know, to be able to see an object 24 trillion miles away. Okay? 
So that's interesting to me as, as well. Um, and then another thing we have, which is insane, the, the closest galaxy to us is 2.5 million light years away. So you'd have to times 2.5 million by 6 trillion to be able to get that number, which is astronomical. I don't have a calculator that could do that. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so. And, and I don't believe in other galaxies anyway, so. No, me neither. So it, it's just, it, it's interesting. So uh, you're going to have to think about this and, 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 and just think about that. Okay. That, that galaxy thing and think about how far away the stars are. When I start getting into what the Bible says about the firmament, putting the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament. Okay. And it's ever expanding. Now what science is doing is we have this little speck, this is not even this big, it's a little tiny speck, right? Which is going to be the earth. And then, Science is just saying that, you know, God said he put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament, right? And, and God's throne is above the firmament. So if you start looking at what science is saying, then it's moving God further and further and further away. And that's exactly what science is doing. It's basically taking God and moving him further and further and further away till there's a point where you just don't believe him anymore, which is happening, obviously, in schools as we speak, okay? So there's a um, – there's a – well, I think gravity is basically their God. You know, there's, they, they said that there was a big bang and then everything came together because of gravity. Right. So the planets came together because of gravity. So everything is created for them with this little G gravity. And for us, everything was created by God. So I think it gets interesting. So um, um, what is gravity? And, and I don't expect you to have a legit answer for that because I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson try to answer that question many times and he can't do it. So I'm just. Yeah. Curious. What is gravity? Gra Gravity is something that uh, they have to have for all of this to work, for the Big Bang to work, for everything to be rotating, for an object to be big, and then a smaller object to rotate around it, to orbit it, for the ISS to work, for all this stuff to work, gravity has to be in play. Also, when, when an explosion, like about to go over right now, the Big Bang happens, you know, there has to be gravity for, for it to be constructive instead of destructive, like we see on Earth. When you see an atom bomb go off in Hiroshima, all the buildings exploded, but once, once everything stopped, all the buildings stayed on the floor. you never seen all the buildings come back together because of gravity, because of this big explosion. What you see is destruction. In the Army, they tell you, you see an explosion, the explosion could see you. You never see the explosion explode, and then the car go back together because of gravity. Now we don't see that. But they tell us uh, at George Lamont, you know, uh, George Lamontre, uh, uh, Belgian cosmologist in the 1920s, uh, the, the Big Bang Theory. He's a Jesuit trained priest. And as you know, as a conspiracy theorist, when I hear the word Jesuit, Freemason, uh, occultist, anything like that, it's a red flag already. Right. Yeah. So he, he says basically 13.8 billion years ago, uh, it was like the size of a pen. And an explosion, boom, and then everything came together. So, I mean, that's like I would like to see somebody take the this the all the land in California and just compress it into just one little pen. I would like to see them do that. Well, the thing is, is they're saying that there was an explosion out of nothing. I mean, how do you yes. explode nothing? Yes, that's, that's like the same thing as Ghislaine Maxwell trafficking children to no one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is the same thing. And it's just it's really interesting. And and also you're gonna see a lot of this stuff coming from a Catholic priest 
or a Jesuit, right? So we need to understand that as conspiracy theorists. Okay, well, if we hear that, um, we have to find out, we have to trace back what they're trying to tell us. Who is it coming from? I always do that with all the people. Uh, I trace it back to a secret society, and then I know that who's on top of the secret society, Lucifer, their light bearer, not God. So um, so we have the Big Bang Theory. There's, there's basically like a scientific trinity I'm going to go over. The okay. Big Bang Theory, um, the theory of evolution, and heliocentric model, which I think is a theory as well. So the Big Bang Theory, we, we talked about. George Lamontre came out with it. Um, and uh, he they basically say in the Big Bang that stars came first, like 13.6 billion years ago. And then it says the moon. Then it says the sun. Then it says the earth. As I go through the Bible, you're going to find out that it's totally opposite of that. Okay? So uh, that's what you're going to find out as I keep going through science. And everyone's going to say, oh, no, science lines up with the Bible. I'm going to say, okay, it, it, it's totally opposite. They take Genesis, they put it in a blender, and then they serve it to you. And they being Satan, the occultist, the science, that the, you know, the atheist scientist, you know? All the gatekeepers. There you go. So um, the second one is going to be evolution. Uh, came from Charles Darwin. Okay, his grandpa is the one that came up with the with with the uh, the Darwin or the theory of evolution. His grandpa's a 33 degree Mason. Okay, that's provable. I don't have proof that Charles Darwin is a Mason, uh, but I do know that he's just a theist. He he wasn't he wasn't a Christian. Um, they say that he got saved right before he died. I heard that, but when he made the theory of evolution, he took it from his grandpa and he kind of confined you know he made it a little bit refined it um but he's a theist right so he's not believing that jesus christ is his lord and savior he's not believing in the god of the bible so think about this if you're a christian and you're saying that that uh the theory of evolution uh is is true and you're going with, along with that the gentleman that actually came up with it is not a christian okay he's a theist he just believes that there is a god maybe uh but he doesn't believe in in, in the god of the bible didn't so, he backtrack on on what he said about the theory of evolution too? And I don't know if this is true, and I haven't verified it. But people said that towards the end there that he said he doesn't even believe in it himself. This is what I heard, and I heard he I heard he got saved at the end. But I, I haven't verified that for myself either, so I don't like to say it all completely hundred percent. But I was on a show uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and they that my a gentleman said that to me. So check it out yourself. Research uh, Charles Darwin, his grandpa, 33-degree Mason for sure. Also, they're part of the Royal Society. You're going to find that out too. Royal Society is, is a bunch of God killers. They're trying, to, they're trying to tell you, you know, we got Richard Dawkins. We got Stephen Hawkins. We have um, uh, Tr Prince Charles or King Charles is the, at the top of the Royal Society. They're all Rosicrucians, okay? So you guys got to understand that. You're going to find out that you're going to find either Jesuit or Royal Society and all these sciences and everything, okay? So the third one that we're going to go over that's in the scientific trinity is the heliocentric globe. So Copernicus, uh, he, they, actually, they actually have a Freemason lodge named after him. It's called Copernicus CHP 246. All right. They say that he was an occultist. He was a, a, a Jesuit trained priest. Okay. Um, he actually, he didn't, he didn't want to put it out either, the heliocentric model. But the Catholic Church kept pressing him and pressing him and they put it out. On the same month that he died, he died in May. They put out the, the this uh, heliocentric model, whatever, out in uh, in in May. So what it did is it changed the calendar. So now when we're worshiping on, you know, whether you do Saturday or you do Sunday, whatever you do, 
you're not even really worshiping on 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 Saturday. You're not even you're not really worshiping the right um, Passover or the right holidays because they mess up the calendar. You don't even know when is what it, when is what for what the Hebrew calendar compared to the when the Catholic uh, Church changed the calendar. So that's yeah. one. Chances ahead, are we don't even know what year it is that we live in. And, and on top of that, you know, like <clears throat> if you really break it down, there's not even 24 hours in a day. So like what time is it really? Yeah. And, and I don't want to like screw people's brains up too much. But yeah, dude, that's exactly true, man. And um, and Copernicus also, if you listen to the way that he speaks about the sun, uh, he says it's in the middle of all sits the sun enthroned. All right. In the middle is the sun enthroned. Everything is rotating around it. So what it is, is it's the same thing as when you get into uh, Egyptian uh, or if you get into like Freemasonry, you get into all these, uh, you know, Nimrod was the sun god, Osiris is the sun god, uh, Apollo was the sun god, uh, heliocentric, Helios, that's actually Apollo. So that's going to be Satan worship. So what you're doing is we everything revolves around the sun, the S-U-N. And as, as a Christian, everything for us, uh, everything was created uh, through, you know, the Time sun. Up. Go ahead. It, you, just, you just said Apollo equals Satan. So all those missions were basically just rubbing it in our face. Oh, think about it. All the things with NASA. I mean, well, okay. Absolutely. Yes. I'm okay. The Saturn, right? If you look into the Germany, who, who is the secret society over there? Uh, they had the, the brotherhood of Saturnalia, right? So all, I mean, operation paperclip, I'll go over in a little bit operation paperclip you know, what is it? It's, it's all the German scientists and, and the, their first, uh, the first satellite or rocket is the Saturn five. So they're giving praise to Saturn. Apollo is like, is like a, you know, even rockets going off period is like a male phallus. And they said this going to the sun, which is like the female, right? So you got the male phallus going to the female, uh, not the sun, sorry, the female, the moon, right? So it's all rubbing it in our face. There's not, there's no glory to God in any of this. It's all nope. Freemasons. Yeah. All right. Um, also, you know, think about it. Nimrod, the, the so-called sun god, what did he do? He, he built the Tower of Babel, right? It's going up, right? He's building a tower up to heaven because he wants to go to heaven and wants to kill God. And he wants to start mating with fallen angels again to bring the Nephilim back. So what is he doing? He's building a tower up to heaven. Now, why would God care if he built a tower up to heaven? If, if heaven was not up close, right? Why would he care? He wouldn't care. Now, um, I, I think it's interesting. So we have that. And um, now let's kind of get into what the Bible says. Any questions about anything we talked about? I'm sure you're tracking on all this because you already know what's up with conspiracy. So Yeah, well, and plus I'm also, I've been a flat earther for years. So um, <clears throat> a lot of the questions I'm going to ask you is more for my audience rather than myself. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, one one quick observation is if uh, if, you know, Nimrod was building this the Tower of Babel uh, to get to God and basically dethrone him and we live on a globe, then how would he know where to place this tower to go straight up? Please. Yeah. And, and also, which way is up on this globe? Exactly. Uh, there is no up. There's no up. OK, so when when it talks about um Jesus, he descended into the earth and he ascended to heaven. That means he went up to heaven. He would have to time it perfectly to go up to heaven or else he's going to go down to whatever's down, right? So there's no up or down. So Jesus, or, sorry, Jesus, 
So Satan doesn't want you to know what's up from down, doesn't want to know any anything like that. So now what's interesting too is if you look at the Bible, it talks about um it talks about Enoch going up to heaven, right? It talks about him going up. Uh, that's the way they describe it. Also, it talks about Elijah going up to heaven. And then, like I said about Jesus, he went up to heaven. It talks about Paul, which I'll go over a little bit later. Paul says he went up to the third heaven. So which way is up? You, you, you came up with a perfect, perfect thing that I like to go over. Which way is up? Which way is down? We don't know. Because we're rotating on this, this supposed rock around the sun. And, and dude, it's, it's so interesting. But good point, bro. Any other questions about any of the science stuff? No, nah, man, you're crushing it. I'm just going to let you run with it, and then I'll side bust when I feel necessary. Perfect. Okay, so let's, let's talk about what the Bible teaches now, okay? Um, so let's – okay, we got to imagine Moses, okay? God, Moses was with God for 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai, okay? Uh, he got the Ten Commandments, the law. Uh, obviously, when, when I talk about Genesis, Moses was not alive. So when I'm reading Genesis to you, the author of Genesis is not going to be Moses. He is the, the one that, that scribed it, but God, the most high, right, is going to be the author because he's the one that's explaining everything to him. It's a first-hand, first-hand account of creation and a first-hand account of Adam and Eve, of Satan in the garden. Uh, all this different stuff is, is God explaining it to, to Moses for him to write for us to understand. So when I'm reading this stuff to you, Understand that this is not Moses coming up with some theory uh, about how it was created. I personally believe that all scriptures inspired by God. And when you're when you're when you're understanding Genesis, you're gonna have to understand that that Moses is getting this from God, and he's writing it to us. He's not putting his now. If God was telling talking to you, uh, Catalyst, right? Let's say that you were God was speaking to you and you need to write the Bible. Are you going to put your own interpretation down or are you going to put exactly what God says? Right. No, I'm going to put exactly what God says. All right. So and I don't think I would be able to do otherwise. Right. Because he's so powerful and everything. I just wouldn't have I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah. So if if Moses felt like the earth was flat and God was like, no, listen, I need you to write it this way. Uh, 13.8 billion years. I need you to put that the stars came first. I want you to put that the sun is in the middle. If that, if, if God wanted it to be like that, he would have explained it right here in Genesis. Okay. So let's go day one. Okay. It says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. When you're reading this, think about this. God created the heaven and the earth. Now the earth is land. In Hebrew, okay, so it doesn't mean this, it just means land. So I personally believe it says in the beginning God created the heaven, which is like the sky, right? So he created the sky. That's what the heaven is, because there's three heavens. There's the sky where, where the birds fly, there's where the moon, sun, and the stars are, and then there's above the firmament, God's throne. So think about this. He says, I cre he created the heaven and the earth. Now, what land is he talking about? I personally believe he's talking about the foundations of the earth. So there's going to be the sky and then the land, the earth is the foundations because what he says on the next verse, he says, and the earth was without form and void. Um, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep. The deep means Abuso. Abuso is actually where the antichrist comes out of, uh, or, or also it's where the, the fallen angels are locked in. And so it's deep. 
in a bottomless pit and the earth. So darkness is upon the face of that. So I think he created the foundations, the Abuso, which is on the bottom, and then Sheol. I believe that's what he created on day one. All right. And it says, uh, it says darkness is upon the face of the waters and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Right. So now you have water, right? There's just water. You have the sky. Now this is not the seas yet. He hasn't created that yet. Okay. So day one, he created that, I believe. Uh, then day two, God created the firmament. The firmament is, uh, rakia or stereoma. That means solid. Okay. There was 70, uh, Hebrew scholars that translated from Hebrew to Greek, right? Uh, that co- created the Septuagint. Now, now the, the, the Torah is, is super important to them. So when they're translating uh, from, from Hebrew to Greek, they're going to choose the correct words. Now, there's no word for, um, well, you know, I'll go over that a little bit later. But anyways, so firmament, uh, is, it's basically you start out as rakia, which is solid, beaten out. Molten glass, right? And then, uh, or dome, right? And then if you go to uh, the, the Greek, they choose they chose stereoma, which is also solid, right? So there's a solid dome above us, okay? This is what the Bible's saying. Not Josh Monday, but this is what the Bible says. And this is the way they chose to translate it. And then the King James took the word firmament. What does firm mean? Firm means solid, hard, right? That's why they use that word. Now, if you go to the newer translations, the NIV, you're going to see the word expanse, which has nothing to do with firm or solid. What it has to do with is is going with the modern day science and and using that type of it's just the sky. That's all it means. But back then, when they actually translated the Bible, they were using the word firmament, which is hard, solid. And that's what they believed that there was a solid dome above us. Okay. So are, are they actually doing that right now? Is there like a, a, a gung-ho thing on getting the word firmament out of the Bible? Well, look at what the NIV says. It says the word expanse. Look at what some other translations say. It says canopy. And I'll tell you, I'll go over why it says canopy, which can't cannot be true. Okay, that's canopy is cannot be true. Okay. So so we'll go over the days real quick and then and then and then I'll go over the firmament. Okay. So All right. day two, he created the firmament. Day three, he created the seas, the dry land, plants, and vegetation. It wasn't until day four that God created the moon, sun, and the stars also. He says he created the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, okay? And and the stars also, as if the stars are nothing. He just put that in there. He just said, and the stars also, like it's nothing. So God is like, so you see that, what was the earth rotating around? On day three, there was no sun, there was no moon, there was no no stars, okay? So as you see, he created the earth and everything first because everything was made. What did he do? He made everything for us, okay? Right. For man. It says it in the Bible that, that everything is made for man, created for us, okay? It's not created for space aliens. It's not created for all these different planets and all these different galaxies and all the, no, he created the earth first, not this, but, but more like this. Okay. He created the earth first and then he created the moon, sun, and the stars also after that. So he doesn't need the sun to be in the middle and have the, and then take the, the earth and just throw it like this and have it spin around the sun. He doesn't need that. Okay. So, um, everybody needs to understand that. What is it rotating around on day three? 
All right. Now, now I'm going to tell you why I believe that the earth is fixed and immovable because it says it a bunch of times in the Bible. Uh, here are some verses. Um, I'm going to go over these really quick, okay, because um, it just says kind of the same thing, but you're going to see it a, a, a few times in the Bible. It says, First Chronicles 16.30, He has fixed the earth firm, immovable. Psalms 91 93.1, Thou hast fixed the earth immovable and firm. Uh, Psalms 96.10, He has fixed the earth firm, immovable. Psalms 104.5, Thou hast fixed the earth on its foundations, so it can never be shaken. Uh, Isaiah 45.18, who made the earth and fashioned it and himself fixed it fast. Okay, so there's a lot of other verses that go over that, but I just got, you know, throw about five out there. Fixed right. and immovable. So now we have an earth fixed and immovable, uh, and the moon, sun, and the stars were created after the earth. So we have the earth here and everything above that, and we have a firmament, okay, a dome. And when you go through the Bible, you're going to find out that the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament, okay? Like I'm in the room right now. That's what it is. It's in the firmament, inside. So, um, and I think this is a, think about this, bro. You know about flat earth. So when I when I explain this verse to you, it's going to click to you like really good. So there's Antarctica on the outside, right? That's that's what we believe. Right. Uh, that's what, that's the working model they have now. Um, and, uh, the, the Antarctica is high enough that all the seas are inside of Antarctica. So it's almost like a, it's almost like a big, basically like a big lake or something. Right. So think about this. It says, this is Proverbs eight twenty seven through 29. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle upon the face of the deep circle like this upon the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, which is the firmament. Okay. When the fountains and springs of the deep became fixed and strong, that's what I'm talking about. He created the fountains of the deep, you know, and it says, and when he set for the sea its boundaries so that the waters would not transgress, the boundaries set by his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth. So the waters, there's, there's a boundary for the waters to go to, which we believe is Antarctica, and it's a circle. Right. So this kind of explains <laughs> and, it. And I would like to uh, also note that, a lot of people, when I when I do talk about flat Earth and uh, Christians, will use that verse in their favor to go with uh, ball Earth, and and I like to tell people it says circle, not ball, because in the Bible there is definitely a distinction between those two words, and both words are used in the Bible. So if he meant mm -hmm. to say ball, he would have said ball, and yep. there is a difference between a circle and a sphere. Like a pizza is also a circle. A pizza is not a sphere. And yes. so I'd like to point that out to people that he did, if he wanted to use the word ball, it would have been used. Yes. And there's actually no word for sphere in Hebrew. So there is a word for circle. And also there's a word for in Greek called spiro. So there's a word sphere in Greek. They could have took it circle to sphere, but they didn't. They kept it circle. All right. So you're, you're, you're definitely on point there. So first we're going to talk about the moon. And the sun moving, okay? Because I talked about the, the earth being fixed and immovable. Now let's go into these verses talking about the moon and the sun moving. Now you know that the earth is fixed and immovable. There's a firmament. The moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. And what's happening with these moon, the moon, sun, and the stars, okay? Uh, I know the moon and the sun here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to talk about them moving, not the earth. So let's listen to this. Joshua 10, verses 12 through 13. 
Then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. Then he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still, thou, uh, thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajan. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people have avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and has not go down a whole day. It says go down. What that means in the Bible, I'm going to tell you guys, is that means to go. It's If it says rise, it means to come forth. And when it says to go down, it means to whatever the opposite is. It's like to go hence. It means like to go away, not to go down. So it's, it's interesting. Also, it talks about the sun and the moon stopping in two geographical locations until Joshua has avenged his enemies. All right. Now, Joshua is not a liar. That Joshua or this Joshua. Okay. <laughs> so listen. It says it on the Bible that the sun and the moon stood still and Joshua prayed it to God. So he's, this is serious. He's praying to God, sun stands still, moon stands still. And that's what happened. So it doesn't say earth stands still. And, and what would happen if that happened anyways? If you listen to your, your, your favorite scientist, Neil Tyson Degrassi, he says, if this, if the earth stood still, boom, stop rotating every, and you're not strapped to the earth. Everybody would fall off the earth, supposedly, is what he says. So this and the book of Jasher, look that up. It actually does say that in the book of Jasher, that the moon and the sun stood still. And also the book of Jasher talks about the the uh, the, Bab the Babylonian tower, you know, the Tower of Babel and all that, too. It's, it's interesting. So look into that. Um, also, we have an, uh, two other verses, too. We have uh, Habakkuk 3.11. It says, the sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows, thy went, and at thy shining of thy glittering spear. So Habakkuk also says, the sun and the moon stood still. Joshua says that the sun and moon stood still. We have two, two witnesses there. Now let's go over um, Isaiah 38, verses 7 through 8. This is a, a, a separate occasion that the sun got moved backwards 10 degrees. It says, and this is the sign to you from the Lord, and the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. Behold, I will bring the shadow on the sundial, which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backwards. So when it says gone down, it means to go away from, okay? So um, it's talking about moving the sundial 10 degrees backwards, which means moving the sun 10 degrees back, right? So it's also saying the sun is moving. So that's three verses right there uh, saying that. So it get, it's interesting. It's Any questions? Interesting. It, it's laid out right there for everybody to see. And it's it's just incredible. And and I know that when you get to the end of this, because everybody's favorite question is why the lie? And even though you already answered it about 15 minutes ago, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's yeah. You're going to see a lot of uh, how it connects to their their favorite numbers. Oh, hold on. Give me one moment. You're good. My daughter's crying for some reason. Uh, is there any way we could pause really quick or yep. guys, my, my wife is going to, okay. Can you, can we pause really fast? Yeah. Okay. You're good, All right. Give me one sec. I just got to bring her into my, my wife's room. Hold on. Wow. That was a meltdown. Sorry guys. All right. We're going to keep on going. So <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> no worries man this is a kid-friendly no well it's not but... <laughs> <laughs> oh 
All right. She, she's going to be brought to the room. So everybody that's listening, thank you so much. I She usually wakes up around seven. So that was interesting. All right. So, um, all right. So we were at, okay. You were talking about, so we laid it out there. Now let's talk about how the moon is a light and the sun is a light. Okay. I talked about it a little bit in the very beginning. Um, yeah, I like yeah. this because a lot of people will think that the moon is actually re uh, reflecting the sunlight. And there's so many proofs other than the Bible that that's not the case. So let's get into the Bible proofs. Let's do this. All right. So Genesis 1, 14 through 19. And this is going to explain that the moon, sun, and the star in the firmament too. So pay attention to this part. It says, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the, the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So he created the moon as a light, the lesser light to rule the night, and he created the sun as a light, the greater light to rule the day. That's laid out plain for you. And what is the, the sun and the stars and everything created for? To give light upon the earth, okay? Also for, for, to let, for, for signs and for seasons, for days and for years, for us to be able to track that, okay? The, the sun, the moon, and the stars were not made to have Earth's gravitational pull around it. doesn't say anything about that. It says that everything was made for the Earth because everything was made for us because we are here to, we were created in God's image and he created it for us. So we have that. And also um, you're going to see some verses where it says that the moon shall not give off her light. Uh, Ezekiel 32, 7. And when I shall put thee out, I will cover the heaven and make the stars thereof dark. I will cover the sun with the cloud and the moon shall not give her light. There's several different verses you're going to go over. Uh, I'll go over one a little later where it talks about the moon giving off her light. Now, as a flat earther, here's what I've been noticing lately. So the, the, the moon, when you, when you go outside and you, and you test what the temperature is on the moon's light compared to the moon's shade, they say that the moon's light is colder than the moon's shade. Now, when you go out, and to the sun, the sunlight's going to be hotter and it's going to be cooler in the shade. So we're already having test of that. And, and dude, I've taken pictures with my, with my phone and my phone is not the best camera, whatever. I'm just saying that I went outside and I, and I zoomed into the moon as close as I could do just on my regular phone. No Nikon, nothing like that. Just a regular phone. Bro, the moon is bright. Dude, it is so bright, dude, when it's full. It's crazy. It doesn't even look like the moon. It just looks like a big bright light. And I, I even showed uh, uh, somebody that believes in the globe and all that stuff. Uh, what is this picture of? And they're like, I don't know, a light? I'm like, yeah, that, that's a picture of the moon. That's the picture of the moon close up on my phone. And you can tell that it's brightly lit. You know what I mean? And it's not, it's not, it's, it's a, it's its own light. And the Bible says that. So, and it's so funny too, because when they show us that, that, uh, incredibly hilarious film of the so-called moon landing, when they're in that, on that sound stage and, and it's just white ground and it's not emitting any type of a glow whatsoever. Right. Yes. It's, it's interesting. And, and that, that whole thing, uh, we that'd be a whole episode on itself we could do on the moon landing. But yeah, it, that whole thing, man, is um, 
indoctrination to the fullest. And that's what wrapped everybody up. Like, okay, we're, we're, we're done. We're sold. You know what I mean? It's right. sold everybody. And I'm not saying that I wasn't a, uh, believing in the globe at one time myself. Um, what but do you that, think the moon is? I mean, I mean, obviously we're saying it's a, it's a light, it's a, it's a light source, obviously. But I mean, as, as a tangible thing, do you think it's just a gas? Uh, that's what I kind of lean towards. That it, um, it, well, I've heard a scientist say that it's plasma. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. The, the Bible says it's a great light. That's what I do know. But um, uh, it could be plasma. I mean, when you look up really close, it does look like something maybe you could land on, you know, but I just don't believe that they have the ability to actually do that, you know, so. Right. I, but when you, look at, when you look at the moon at night and you look at like the so-called craters and how they're darker than the rest of them. And, yeah. And so I can kind of see that. But then when you look at it during the daytime, those are actually blue. So what you're seeing is you're seeing sky through it. So we're yes. not, it's not a solid object. And and when you it's, see like the moon is not completely full, like if it's a crescent or something, why are you seeing blue on the other side of it? It doesn't exactly bro. It's cause it's in the firmament. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's and in, it's, it's not, not, and it's not, not 238,000 miles away. Right. It's no. I, I really dude. I look at it all the time, bro. And I seen, I've seen it where the sun is right here. And the moon is right here and the moon's a crescent and not full. So my, my buddy is a, 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 a globe, glober. I, don't, I, I just say a glober, you know, and uh, I'm like, bro, the sun is right there. The moon is right. It should be totally not, not a crescent at all. It should be, it should be a full moon because the sun is right. No, no, no. Uh, you know, and, and it's not taking the, the moon. It's not taking the earth and, and causing a shadow on the, on the moon. That's, that's impossible because it's a different, it's, it goes a different way. Like if this is the moon, it, it's not going like this, it's going the opposite direction, you know? So it's, it, it's interesting. Very, 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 uh, very good to go outside and just watch everything and, and find out what's going on, you know? And this is totally off subject, bro, but like you're in California, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, I, I recently, well, I've lived there my whole life it, until last week, but, um, did you notice that it was either last month or the month before it was almost a solid week where you could see the moon straight day and night, like yes. for an entire I, week. I'm, I drive outside every day, bro. So yeah, dude, I, I, I watch that all the time, dude. Like I'm, I'm constantly watching this, the sky, especially for the, the chemtrails and for all the stuff we like to look at, you know, but yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I'm constantly looking at the moon and stuff too, and I can't recall a time in my life where I've seen it out so long. Mm -hmm. And during the day too, and you just look up, and it's right there, and you're just like, I just, man, it's it's amazing. And I, and like you said, sometimes you see the sky right behind the moon. So what's going on there? Like, how how does that make sense? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Okay. So now let's cut. Let's go over the firmament. Okay, which is like. Most people that, that believe in the flat earth believe in a firmament. A lot of people believe in extra land. Uh, they don't believe there's a firmament, but they believe that there's just water above, which the which the Bible talks about too. So um, anybody well, I that's- would, I would like to say that both can coexist. I, there can definitely be extra land because we have no idea how big this is. Just because the Antarctic circle that we see is what we see doesn't yeah. mean there's not an even bigger one past what we know of. Yeah, and I'm not. And the Bible doesn't say anything about the firmament connecting to Antarctica. That's it doesn't say that. So I just go with what the Bible says, and they could coexist. And anybody that believes in the extra land or doesn't, whatever, I'm not here to, to push anything. I just I'm just going to push what the Bible says. 
and it's up to you to 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 under to uh, to understand it or or to uh, to study it. So I, I have a theory that the extra land is actually uh, maybe the garden that we've been banished from. Uh, that could be. And I've heard some people say the garden is in the North Pole, which we're banished from, too, you know, and and uh, yeah, there's 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 some good stuff. And um, so the firmament, I said earlier, it's, is, is Rakia in Hebrew. Uh, and then and then in Greek, it's stereoma. Both of them mean solid. Um, uh, there's there's a the reason why one of the Bible, uh, the newer translation says canopy is because Ken Hoven uh he, he's a gentleman that he's like a, uh, he's a creationist. He believes in the 6,600 years of creation. He believes everything we believe besides he believes in this. And, and what he said is that there's a globe, right? And that the canopy or the firmament was uh, actual ice around the earth and it was solid ice. And what happened is he says that, that when the flood happened, the ice melted and it caused the waters uh, or the, the, the melted ice to come on the earth and, and flood the earth, right? But um, what he forgot to read is <laughs> what he what he forgot to read is it says that the moon, sun and the stars are in the firmament. So that canopy would have to be outside the entire galaxy. And if the ice melted, then it would have no effect on the, their globe. So you got to understand there's not two firmaments. God never said I created two firmaments. He, cre he said he created a firmament. Right. One. So that that uh, now that gentleman is very good at breaking down evolution and everything in the Bible. And he does a great job. I think it's interesting though, bro. If you talk to people about, uh, uh, biology and you say that, Hey, there's demons attacking you, causing depression. People don't get mad. If, uh, if, if I talk to somebody about, uh, you know, biology and I tell them that evolution is not true and that the Bible is true people, they don't get that mad. But when I talk about cosmology and I tell them that the Bible says this, people get mad as if there's like a demon behind it behind this image graven image they will get so mad that they don't they want to either fight not talk to me argue with me you know even if it is a christian so there's like a demon behind this but when someone tries to tell me that the earth is not flat i don't get mad i'm just like whatever it does it's it, i don't get mad at them I, you know what i mean so there's some type of there's something behind this graven image right here that yep. people will fight you for yeah, it's crazy because you. I think it is because when you tell them that uh, everything that they've ever believed in is a lie, you're insulting their intelligence, and I think that's why people get so mad. Yep, it's it's about pride, right? And um, that's that's one of the main things, and and it's also uh, indoctrination, and and there's no investigation for them. They just they get indoctrinated and they just believe it. But when you start investigating what people will tell you. You're gonna find out there's a, obviously the white rabbit hole or the white rabbit is this podcast. You're gonna find out that there's tons of lies, and you just have to sift through it to find the truth. Um, and I believe the truth is exactly what I'm reading here: the Holy Bible. We at least have some truth out there. So uh, now let's look at Genesis one verses six through eight. It says, "And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament. So He's talking about waters being above the firmament." And waters being below the firmament. So we have the waters below being the seas. Then you have the firmament, right? So you have this with the firmament. And he's saying that there's waters above. He's separating waters from waters. Now, look at this right here. This is a, a water, right? So this plastic is separating the water, right, from, from the air. That's what he's talking about. He has to have a solid object separating the waters from the waters. And it says here, um, and God called the firmament heaven. And, the, and so... 
So the firmament is a solid dome and there's water above it. As I go through a couple of these verses, you can understand. Um, that's why I believe that our, our when we die, our spirit ha- is able to travel through the firmament and through the waters and get to heaven. Or our spirit is allowed to go in the earth, which I believe Sheol or hell is located, okay? So I believe the Bible says that. You become spirit so you can go in the earth or go to heaven. Us in this physical form, we're not going to be able to get through the firmament and go to heaven. It's just not going to be possible. And I'll show you how they tried to uh, actually get through the firmament with with several uh, missile tests and stuff. So um, let's go over. um, Oh, here's another thing. In the Bible, in Revelation, it talks about uh, God, God creating a new heaven and a new earth. Why does God have to create a new heaven and a new earth? Because earth and heaven are connected. There's a firmament, there's water above that, and then there's crystal, glass, and there's God's throne, right? That's what that's what the Bible explains. So in, in Revelation, it talks about him creating a new heaven and a new earth. Now, if this was the model and, and heaven was way outside of the all these galaxies, then he wouldn't have to ever create a new heaven and a new earth. He would only have to create a new earth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So we have that. Um, now what he says in Job 37, 18, hast thou spread out the sky, which is strong as molten looking glass. He's talking about the heavens being strong, like the firmament and as a molten looking glass. All right. Also Satan in Isaiah 14, uh, 13 through 15, listen to what he says, and it'll make sense to you in a flat earth model, but the other, it doesn't. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the Mount of Congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. First of all, why is God called the Most High? It's not about like rank of angels or rank. It's it's because if there's a firmament and there's a there's a there's an earth, there's a firmament. God's throne is above the firmament. He is at the most high spot of creation, literally, okay? Nothing is higher than him. He is at the most high part of creation. Also, he says that he will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. So there's a firmament. There's stars. The moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Above that is God's throne. So when when in Isaiah, he's explaining that God's throne is above the stars. So if you think about it in a, in a heliocentric model and there's tons and tons of galaxies and God's throne is above that, how far away is God's throne in a, in a galaxy, uh, different galaxies and all that? His throne has to be so far away that it's crazy, right? It's insane. So um, any questions so far? Nope. <clears throat> all right. So um, and also that verse says, Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. So that's what he says at the end of that. You're not going to be going up. You're going to be going down into the earth. So I thought that was interesting. We also have a verse Amos 9.6. Listen to to how this goes. This is an NASB version. Uh, The reason why I I go through different versions so that I can try, try to find out how the translators translate this. It says, the one who builds his upper chambers in the heavens and has founded his vaulted dome over the earth. 
He who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them onto the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. So guys, listen to that. His upper chambers in the heavens, that's him walking on top of the the, the firmament, or I'm sorry, on top of the crystal glass. And it says that uh, he called, it says his vaulted dome over the earth. Okay. Well, no, you you left out a key word there. It said the face of the earth. So uh, I, face I, I, would well. like, I would like to ask anybody if they can point out where the face of a ball is to me, like where, where that is. In geometry, there's no face on a ball. So yeah, that's that's interesting comment too. There's a face on, on your watch, right? The face of your watch. There you go. Yes. And, it, and if there was a face, if I turn my face like sideways, you would see hills and valleys on my face. There's going to be a uh, shield underneath, but you know, it's, it's going to be flat still. Right. So I think that's interesting. Um, and he says, fall flat on your face in the Bible. So flat on your face. Right. Um, so Psalms 148, one through four, this is going to show you that the, uh, the canopy theory is not true because David is speaking here in Psalms and, uh, he's talking about the waters of heaven still being there. He says, praise ye Lord, praise ye Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise ye him. All his angels, praise him, all his hosts, praise him, the sun and moon, praise him, all the stars of light, praise him, ye heavens of, of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens, right? So he's talking about waters being above the heavens still, even after the flood, right? So that's it's interesting. Um, and now, now we get a kind of a look of what it looks like through the firmament. Ezekiel 10.1, then I looked and behold, in the firmament, that was above the head of the cherubims. There appeared over them as a sapphire stone, as the appearance and likeness of a throne. So Ezekiel is, you know, there's a wheel within a wheel. This is where the whole UFO thing that people talk about in the Bible. And, and he's going up and above the firmament. He says that the, the cherubims a, appeared over them as a sapphire stone, right? So there's also another verse where uh, Ezekiel 126 it says, and above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne. As the appearance of a sapphire stone upon the likeness of a throne was the likeness of appearance of a man upon it. So he's looking through the firmament and he's able to see God's throne, right? So I think it's interesting, um, definitely on that one. And uh, there's a, and then it keeps talking about sapphire stone. Now, if you look at sapphire, it could be any color but red. So I don't know which color he's talking about. I know that green, uh, there's Aurora Lights and the North Pole. Uh, I know that there's that going on. And some people believe that God's throne is is, is above the, the firmament there in the north, right? I don't know. They're so-called north or whatever. That would so, make sense because we only see those crazy lights there. And uh, yeah, yeah, why not put a show where you're at? So it could be where he's where where Ezekiel was traveling to, and he's seeing these sapphire stones. It looks like sapphire stones because of the aurora lights, and God's throne could be right there, close. You know, not like right there, like you know, ten miles away. You know, I'm right. just saying that it, it's a lot closer than 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 the other model would be, right? Um, so, all right, and uh, we also have uh, Revelation four six. This explains. Because in Revelation 4, 6, now John is in the third heaven. He's in heaven. So it says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So you see that there's a throne and there's crystal glass. So you have God's throne and crystal glass, right? 
Now below that would be the waters and below that would be the firmament. Below that would be the moon, sun, and the stars. All right. So it gets, it, it, uh, also here's something I wanted to talk to you about. Have you heard of operation fishbowl? Yeah, of course. Okay. So operation fishbowl. So operation fishbowl, the original name was Dominique Chama. Okay. Operation Dominique Chama. It's like operation fishbowl is a smaller portion of Dominique Chama. Now Dominique in Latin means belonging to the Lord. And then Chama means fixed shell. So you have a fixed shell belonging to the Lord. And what they're trying to do is shoot Thor missiles at this fixed shell belonging to the Lord. Uh, it was basically in 1962, they were carrying out a high altitude missile attacks, or not attacks, I'm sorry, missile program. And they were exploding missiles. And you could see it from atmosphere to atmosphere. So, right. Have you, uh, <laughs> Have you seen or, or dug into these people that are saying that they have pieces of the firmament? I haven't dug into them, but I have seen that it was blue, right? These, these, these pieces uh, actually, yeah, I haven't dug into it yet, but I think it's it, it, like, I've seen some military people say that they're in Antarctica and they went, they, they find these blue pieces of firmament. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't know if, if the firmament would be able to, to shatter like that or break. It didn't right. seem like they did anything to the firmament because there's water above the firmament and these missile tests were hitting something and 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 it was just exploding and and it wasn't able to get through right and then we have a uh, amateur or yeah is it amateur rocket footage of that yes. rocket that hits the firmament and then just starts spinning it, it literally just goes yeah that's like, exact sound it's <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's so it's so cool it's like it's like doop that noise and then it, it just slowly starts moving right Yep. yep it, yeah. it was spinning fast out of control. And then as soon as it, and then, and then it's like slow motion. And then we have Hillary Clinton. Uh, and I don't know what this speech was. And she was saying, uh, you know, we're trying and one day we're going to break through that big glass ceiling. Yeah. A bunch. She said it a few times. Right. She said it a few times. She said, there's cracks in the firmament and we're going to break through that glass. What are you talking about? It's just truth in plain sight. And, and there's also the Simpsons. You watch a Simpsons uh, cartoon and someone hits a home run and it yep. hits the glass and then the water comes in. It's like, wow. So, um, so you got to think about uh, now fishbowl is glass with a flat land, right? A fishbowl is like flat land and it has a hole in the top. So they're talking about blowing a hole in the fixed shell belonging to God. And Thor is a, is another God. So they're trying to use Thor's hammer to break the firmament. It's it's just the same crap, the Apollo, the Saturn, all these different gods are trying to name to just go against the God of the Bible, all this stuff, all right? Uh, so I think that's very interesting. Um, and then we have <clears throat> Warner Von Braun. This is where I kind of get into the, you know, the uh, the the gentleman that, that came over. Warner Von Braun, he's a, a Nazi rocket scientist, right? He came over from Operation Paperclip. I'm sure your, your viewers are, are, are aware of this, but, you know, it's a bunch of scientists came over, like 1,600 scientists. Some of them got taken by Russia. Some of them got taken by America. America took these scientists and they're like, okay, we're going to place you in high positions like NASA, uh, all these different, um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, CIA, all these directors and everything. But what they did in Russia, oh, for some, oh, what what they did in, for some reason, I uh, I don't know if I lost you. Are you still there, brother? Mm. All right, let me see. All right, well, are you still there? Hello. 
Hello, hello, hello. All right, we're still live, so I'm not sure. But anyways, um, are you still there, bro? Yo, oh, there you are. That was all right, bro. That was really weird. Okay, guys, I was still live, so I wanted to make sure I was still talking. So I've never been kicked out of my own <laughs> podcast before. <laughs> oh, bro, this is I'm telling you, this is the craziest morning. So <laughs> all right. So we got okay. So what they did is Russia took these scientists and they and they brought them over, they gave them regular pay, regular jobs, and then they took them and they put them back to Germany and said, you know, we don't really need you. America brought these people over these uh, occultist scientists and all this stuff, and they put them in high positions. And then they also, once Russia dropped those scientists back off to Germany, America went and grabbed them too. Like, it's just like, it's crazy. But um, so we have Warner Von Braun, right? Um, he started working for NASA, uh, created the Saturn V rockets and all this stuff. And, you know, it's it's all that same kind of worship we were talking about, Brotherhood or Saturnalia. Right. But when he, he came really close with uh, Jet Pol uh Jet Parsons, Jack Parsons, Parsons uh, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. We got all these people, uh, rock, rocket propulsion uh, laboratories. Um, so now when he passed away, this is the important part for me because this gets biblical. When he passed away, what he left on his tombstone was the heavens. It's not, Psalms 19. One, it says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show with his handiwork. A lot of flat earthers point that out. But what they don't do is they don't keep continue reading in the verse. If you, this is him leaving a breadcrumb for us to study the Bible because it does say that before he passed away, it says that he converted. Okay, it says that, right? So look, he put that on his tombstone. And also, listen to what actually Psalms nineteen one through six says. It's gonna it's gonna lead you into something that shows you that the sun is moving. All right, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day utter the speech, and the night unto uh, sheweth his knowledge. There is no speech nor language uh, where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone through all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. And in them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. And rejoice a strong man, rejoice as a strong man to run a race. He is going forth, is from the ends of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it and there's nothing hid from the heat thereof so the sun is making a circuit around the earth a circuit is the same thing as a racetrack what you do you, you just go in a circle and you come back to the same spot so it's talking about the sun being in a tabernacle and it's moving the sun is moving so i just think that's um something that most people don't point out i always see they point out the first part yeah no i'm glad part. you dove into that because i'm guilty of that as well i I always, uh, yo, check out that, check out that tombstone. And, and then who else was it? There was also, a, um, uh, an, a so-called astronaut that has, uh, something similar on his. Oh man. I would love to, uh, to find that one out too. And I'll dig into that verse, you know? So, uh, so we have that Warner Von Braun, uh, Genesis one, eight talks about the firmament. God called the firmament heaven. So sometimes when you hear heaven, uh, God could be referring to the firmament. Uh, sometimes when you hear heaven, God could be referring to where the birds fly. Sometimes when you hear heaven, God could be talking about where the moon, sun, and the stars are. So um, so we have uh, the three heavens. When I'm talking about that, uh, here's an example of that. Paul talks about going to the third heaven. Think about this, guys. Think about this in a globe model of how crazy uh, it would be for, for him to, to explain the verse like this. 
That's 2 Corinthians 12, verses 2 through 4. And I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell. Whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. He was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to speak or to utter. So he's caught up to the third heaven, right? So he doesn't say, all he's talking about is, is unspeakable words that a man cannot utter. So he doesn't want to tell you what he heard up there, but he doesn't say anything about, and he says, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. Now, if you were on this model, right? And he was going up to the third heaven, he would have to travel through stars, galaxies, different, all this different stuff. So I believe that Paul would obviously write a whole book on this about him traveling through the stars, the galaxies, everything rotating, and then he get, finally gets up to the third heaven. But no, he's talking about it being local, going up, and him get caught up to the third heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and I like the way you said he would have wrote about that because that's kind of important. If you're going through space, wouldn't you want to describe all the crazy stuff that you came across while you were traveling? Man is infatuated with space right now. So right. you think Paul's going to be any different, especially when he has no technology back then to be able to get there? He'd be like, oh my, he'd be so amazed. But all he's talking about is unspeakable words that a man shall not utter. Ezekiel, when he traveled to the firmament, he doesn't say that he traveled through galaxies and all these saw aliens and all these different. No, he just talks about going up to the firmament. So, and we have, we have some good proof scientifically that they were trying to blow up the firmament as well when we went over um, Operation Fishbowl. And also, I want you guys to find out what the, uh, it says that a lot of people say that God is in another dimension or heaven's in another dimension. Also say that hell is in another dimension. There's no Hebrew word for dimension. Okay. And God also has, if you look up the, the divine council in, in second Kings, God is talking to a, a divine council. So there's like, there's uh, and one of them says there'll be a lying spirit to go down to speak to the prophet and cause and cause him to lie to his King. So, Think about this. Those angels and those lying spirits that are in that divine council, they cannot be outside of space and time. Satan cannot be outside of space and time. Only God could be outside of space and time. So where was he holding that divine council, right? Because it says that Satan cannot know the future, okay? He can he he, he knows the past really well, but he can never know the future. But but it says that God can look at look at it like a scroll, right? He can basically see the the future, the past. He's all omnipresent so there's a spot in a court of heaven that is that is inside space and time so i'm not saying that that satan or like these demons and and fallen angels they're, they're not in a different i guess you could say dimension here on earth but i don't know man it's it's there's no word for dimension so hell i believe is in the earth heaven i believe is above the firmament and it and it's there now god i think could be outside of space and time that I cannot explain to you because the Bible doesn't tell us that part, right? Uh, do you think that hell and heaven is a physical place? I do. I think that I do believe it. We've only gone eight miles down, and I don't believe we're going to be able ever be able to get into hell. So I think that hell is a physical place in the earth. Uh, if you if you if you listen to what Jesus says, he talks about Abraham's bosom on one side and Sheol on the other. Uh, he's talking about uh, when when the rich man and Lazarus died they immediately got taken to one to Abraham's bosom, one to Sheol. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, I believe we can now 
be with God in paradise and heaven. But before there was two slots in the earth and there's one slot below that, which is the bottomless pit, Sheol and Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom for the, is for the people that walk with God. They're not saved all the way because Jesus hadn't died yet. The other side was Sheol, which are the people that, that and there was a valley in between it. Now people say, that's just a story. That's just a parable. But God used Lazarus's name. Jesus did, right? Uh, when he ex explained it, and 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 when I when I come up with like a, let's say if I it was a parable when I when um he's he's not gonna lie because he can't right Jesus can't lie he's explaining to us what it's like and he also talks about uh, Lazarus having all five senses or, I'm sorry that the rich man having all five senses being able to taste touch see smell right it's it's so you know when you're in hell you're not just like some spirit just just hanging out smoking weed all day or doing crack or smoking meth. No, dude, you're, you're, you're able to feel and, and, and that God is, is nowhere to be found because well, you live. Always like that, man, there'd be a lot of people that want to go there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there is right now. They're like, Oh, well, I don't mind, but they don't like to go to the dentist and experience pain for 10 minutes or an hour, but they, but they, they think they're going to be able to go to hell and have no problem with it. So for eternity. Yeah. For eternity. So, uh, now here's another interesting thing. This is why I think that God is local. Think about this. Matthew 3:16. Uh, it says, and Jesus, when he was baptized, he went up straight away out of the water and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descend like a dove and lightning upon him and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in which I am well pleased. So God's throne is above the firmament. Okay. You're hearing God's voice. When, when he, when Jesus got baptized, right. And the spirit of God, he said, he opened the heavens. Interesting. That doesn't, that's not a galaxies upon galaxies away. That's him being local. Like, like I'm explaining here. Uh, and there's another one in second Peter where, he, where it says, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Same I just, thing. I just pictured like, uh, uh, a father figure, like peeking through a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And speaking, this is, this is all New Testament right here, and I'm going back to the Old Testament. This is not me just concentrating on one section of the Bible. This is just going through and through the whole Bible, which is what we need to do. You know, we need to, we need to understand the whole Bible, not just, I only like the New Testament because it's all about love. No, nah, man, you need to understand the whole Old Testament, the whole foundation, and the whole New Testament so you understand why Jesus had to come, right? So uh, now this is the part that I think you're going to enjoy because you were talking about how uh, Isaiah talks about a ball and he talks about a sphere. I mean, it uh, talks about a circle, right? So um, Isaiah 40 verses 21 through 22. Think about this in the model that I'm talking about and that, that, um, that, that catalyst is talking about. Okay. A circle, right? Think about this. It's, it's talking the way we're explaining it compared to the, to this. Okay. It says, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth, which I talked about foundations, which is shield and all that stuff is underneath. Um, it is he who sits upon above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. So we have uh, the firmament, God's thrown above that, God looking down on us like grasshoppers, looking through the firmament, being able to see all of us do, do what we do. Um, and it says he stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Now, a tent back in the day was a dome back in the day for, for the Hebrews, right? It was like a dome. He's talking about taking and spreading it out like a curtain and, 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 and is looking down on us like grasshoppers. 
How does that make sense with this? It does not make sense. It does make sense when you flip it like this. You put a firmament. You put God's throne above it. He's looking down on us like grasshoppers. Makes perfect sense. All right. So we have that. And then now the author, Isaiah, clearly knows the difference between a ball and a circle, like you were pointing out earlier. He It says in Isaiah 22, 18, He will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country. There shall, uh, there shall you die, and there the chariots of glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. So, like a ball, right? He knows the difference between a ball and a circle. So, right. and also, also, if we knew that God was close like that, watching over us like like grasshoppers, it's like just like when the boss is watching you at work. You know, when the boss walks in the room, you act like you're working. You're typing real quick. You know, you're making sure that you're working. So God is watching over us. He could see everything we're doing. And if we knew that God was close like that, able to see us and that God's throne is above the firmament, if we knew all this information, then we I think that the earth would be a lot better. The people would be a lot better on earth. Not all of them, but some of them, you know. So this is what I say because a lot of people will say, I don't care if it's flat triangle or whatever. It doesn't affect me. And I always like to say, well, if everybody woke up tomorrow and it was all over the, the actual freaking propaganda news and the head of NASA came on and was like, sorry, we've been lying to you this whole time. We live on a flat uh, plane. Then that would absolutely change and affect the way that you live because everything that you thought you knew has now just been shattered. And also there's no way that you are insignificant and just here by chance. Once you find out that you are living on a flat plane, it changes everything. It changes everything I'm reading right here too. If they knew, and I was reading this to you, you would just, this would be like a, a, a just like me explaining the gospel or explaining anything else in the Bible. It would just click for you. But right now, as I'm reading this, and you're and you're probably believing more into the globe, as I'm reading this, you're going to be fighting it. No, no, no. You probably will be turning it off by now because you're like, no, no, no. Like because there's indoctrination. Also, um, if that actually happened, like you said, and you start feeling significant, you feel like because uh, what it is is think about this. Jesus says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So what's the devil's job? The devil's job is to take away your faith because that's what we're, we're saved by grace through faith. So he wants to take away your faith and able to do that. What he has to do, he has to, he has to build a block between you and the scriptures. And what he does is he builds this big block wall between you and the scriptures. When you start looking into, you start believing evolution, start believing the big bang. He's putting a big block wall between you and the scriptures. So he's taking away your faith. He wants you to go to hell and he wants you to go to the lake of fire. He doesn't want you to go to heaven. So when I talk to you about we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, right? So what is he, what's his job to do? Okay, well, if you're saved by faith, I'm going to attack that part the most. And the way he does that is by using science to contort your mind to where you, you read the scriptures and you only believe 70% of the scriptures or 60%, you'll take the other part and put it to the side because science doesn't prove it's true. And then you start having trouble with believing in a resurrection. You start having problem believing in Jesus raising the dead. You start having problem believing in angels and having a problem believing in demons and fallen angels. Once you start having a problem believing in that, the spiritual battle is lost because and now that, you just. And that, fellow truthers, is why the lie. That, that is why the lie to yes. make you lose your faith in God. And if you can take 
if you can take God out of the equation and you make people lit, believe that they're on a freaking spinning ball going 900 or 666 million miles an hour, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? 66,600 miles an hour, yes. Then what can't they make you believe? Yes. And and also uh you start doubting the rapture because that that has nothing to do with science. Then you start doubting that Jesus is coming back. And now you have all these block walls put up between you and scripture and then you just start becoming more of like an atheist or a Gnostic or something like that. So it's it's a lot of deceptions you have to go through to find out before you, you realize that everything we've been told is a lie, right? So here's another one. Every eye will see. Revelation 1, 7 through 8. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Uh, this is Jesus coming on a cloud, right? It says it right here. So um, think about this. Every eye will see. So if you're looking up on, on this and you and everybody's looking up, every eye will see Jesus coming, right? Every eye will see. Right. But if you're on this, only a fourth or a third of the earth is going to be able to see, right? And, and also he's going to be How's he going to be able to catch the earth going 66,600 miles an hour? You know what I mean? He's, he's trying to fly in on a cloud and that's not going to work, man. And uh, if you guys understand how, how God is talking about in the revelation six, 13 to 15, it talks about the heaven departed as a scroll and when it is rolled together. So, when I, Jesus want to, is, I want to stop you real quick because for the people just listening, what he was doing is he is he was basically saying like, if uh, we're if you're on a ball and you're let's say you're you're in Australia and God comes in and or Jesus returns and he and everyone can see him, uh, well that wouldn't make sense on a ball, right? Because we'd see him here in the United States, but then people in Australia they'd have to wait, uh, you know, till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And. Every eye will see. That means that physically every eye will see. That's what the Bible says, right? Literally every eye, not every camera, not every uh, satellite. Every eye will see. And he opens up the firmament. It says it right here. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. He's opening up the firmament for Jesus to come in because Jesus is on the right hand of the father right now in heaven. So think about that, guys. It's very interesting. Um, and also, um, you guys got to understand that that when Jesus was on the earth, if you're a believer, Jesus cannot lie. So think about when he says this and think about this model, how it will not make sense. Mark 13, 24 through 25. He's talking about the end times, the tribulation. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And, and in Revelation 6.13, Jesus also says, Then uh, the stars of heaven shall fall to the earth as a fig tree drops late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind. So this, if, the, if their stars are all bigger than the sun, and there's 200 billion of them with planets rotating around them, like science says, and, and they all fall to the earth, then we have bigger problems to worry about than the Antichrist, okay? Because we're all worried about the Antichrist and the government system and who's the Republican, who's the Democrat, but the stars are going to fall from heaven, okay? Not the asteroids, not the meteors. Jesus knows the creation. Everything was created through him, by him, and for him, 
Okay. So when he's speaking right now, he's speaking from a firsthand account that the stars are going to fall from heaven. Now the stars are light. Look at them. They're light. They're made to, you know, they're not giant big old solar suns that are all going to fall to the earth because it would not make sense. In this oh, they, would take, they would take out the earth and, and they use the word fall, not um, drawn to, because if uh, if stars, like I said, were on a ball and the stars in Australia, if they fell, they would fall away from the earth. They wouldn't fall towards it. So it wouldn't it, it would say attracted to the earth like a magnet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and they wouldn't be able to fall anyways because gravity is holding them in place. So is God just going to take the gravity away and everything's going to fall to the earth? I mean, well, is the earth the center of the universe? Uh, not according to them, but according to the Bible, it is. So who knows? So uh, we have to also understand the flood. If you're trying to flood this, right? Th think about this verse, Genesis 7 uh, through 11, when you think about the flat earth with the firmament. It says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. The windows of heaven is the firmament. There's water above the heaven. So God opened up the firmament. The waters went above Antarctica, which would, which would make it so that the waters go above all the mountains. And it basically is like a fishbowl. You just fill up the water to a certain point, and that's all you got to do in a, with a firmament. But when you have this, what do you do? Spinning, rotating, all this stuff. And, 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 it, and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. But what happened is God also opened up the firmament. And it also opened up the fountains of the deep. So the waters came from below and above the firmament and it filled up the fishbowl. That's all you got to do. It's really believable. And in the book of Enoch, it says that God opened up windows of heaven and it talks more of a physical, uh, it, it describes it more than, than, the, than the book of Genesis. On a quick that, side note, man, why do you think that uh, traditional churches have taken out the books of Enoch? Um, well, if you will look at it from a, Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, if you look at it from a church point of view, like where you believing everything that, that, that happened, I think that you would just look at the historicity of the, of, of the book of Enoch compared to the historicity of the rest of the Bible. So I think that's something, but it, it is Canon in Ethiopia. And, and, and I think it got taken out of the Bible because one, if you look at it from a conspiracy point of view, it's hard to explain giants. And it's hard to explain the flat earth. It's hard to explain uh, uh, angels, fallen angels coming down, having sex with humans. It's going to scare all the people. And, and there's, there's, there's a lot of what people would say is folklore. And it's hard for pastors to explain that or a big pill for like a Christian community to swallow. But in Genesis, it's talking about the same type of stuff. But it's, it, it just kind of goes over it. Breathes, breathes, breezes through it because the people back then understood the flat earth. They understood that there was giants, understood that fallen angels got sex with humans. But now the pastors just take it to, uh, they don't want to explain all that stuff. Man, they don't like to, some of the coolest stuff too. Like if, if the book of Enoch was in the Bible, wouldn't you be more interested as a kid to go to church and like learn about these things? Because it's, it's almost like, it, you know, everybody is is in love with Disney and the magic and and Harry Potter type of stuff. I mean, that's exactly what is in this book. It's pretty dark, but I mean, it's way more fascinating than a lot of the it, stuff that we have to sit through. It attracts the conspiracy theorists to like a lot of conspiracy theorists. They might, might not believe in the whole Bible, but they will believe that Genesis six happened 
uh, angels had sex with humans. They believe that, you know, because they want to explain the aliens and all this stuff. So they, 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 they will believe certain parts of the Bible, but you got to believe the whole entire Bible. And it's something that does attract uh, conspiracy theorists to the Bible, which I'm happy about. I'm happy it at least attracts them to it, you know? But uh, yeah, I think it's, they just don't want to try to have to explain. It's like when you're up on the pulpit, you're explaining the Bible and imagine having to explain uh, Genesis six and, and angels having sex with humans. Now it, it's just, you have to explain the whole Bible. You, you, you don't need to jump over stuff like that. If you're a pastor, you know, you got to explain the whole entire Bible. Not, not if there's something that makes you uncomfortable, it's because of indoctrination. That's all. Yeah. And, and 100%. You need, if you're uncomfortable with it, that's a good thing because you're, you're fighting against the world. It's the Holy Spirit fighting against the world. That's what's happening there. It's a spiritual battle. And you need to understand that, hey, I need that. The reason there's a reason why I'm uncomfortable teaching this. And it doesn't matter if you have to explain evolution or explain the Big Bang and stuff like that. Explain why it's not true on the pulpit. You need to stand up for the word of God and be 100 percent like be like Paul. Don't be like doubting Thomas. Be like right. Paul, 150 percent or nothing. And that's I'm, and I was in the army. Right. So. I want to be a soldier for God, not for a soldier for the United States anymore. A soldier for God and be 100. And not, and I don't care if I have to go against science or anything like that, you know? So. I don't know why, but the the, the words um, be of this world or be in this world, not of it, uh, keep kept coming to mind when you were speaking. This is, this is 100. And Jesus is talking about that. Doesn't He's talking about that all the time. He's like. The Pharisees, they have the certain way, but this is the way that God really wants you to be. You know, it, he wants you to be. And what did Jesus always use the word of God? And and he also, Jesus said this. He was he came back after after three days, he resurrected and he walked beside these these uh two of his apostles. And he told them, if you don't understand what Moses wrote, you will never understand what I'm telling you. And what Moses wrote is exactly in Genesis is, 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 is the Torah. He's telling that his apostles that, and that goes for everybody nowadays. If you don't understand what Moses wrote or believe that you'll never be able to believe hundred percent what Jesus speaks, you know? So I think that's interesting. Here is everything wrapped up because this is an hour and a half so far. Yep. Everything wrapped up into six, six, six. Okay. The mark of the beast. So I believe personally, you could think I'm crazy, but I believe in 2 Thessalonians 2.11, it says that, and for this, God shall send us them strong delusion and they should believe a lie. And it says, even if it were possible, the elect will be deceived. Well, think about this, okay? I believe that this is part of that delusion. I believe the Big Bang is part of that delusion. Uh, the scientific trinity I talked about is part of that delusion. And also... What do you have to have when you have this, the gravity, uh, all the stars, all the galaxies, you also have a possibility for aliens to come invade the earth. And I think it's something that is, is, is quite possible that they're going to want to use something like that to say that, that that's why the rapture happened or, you know, if you believe in the rapture or that's why certain things are happening or they want you to depend on the government to help you with this alien invasion, you know? So, um, I think it's all in there. So, um, so let's go over 666 all over this this thing right here. All right. Let's do it. Um, so if you take the, the Earth's curvature, right, and you do you put it in a calculator, it's 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 basically every one mile is eight inches squared. So if you take eight and you divide it by 12, it comes out to 0.66 of a foot. 
Now, if you take, if you go one mile, that's going to be 0.66 of a foot. If you go 10 miles, it's 6.66 of a foot. 100 miles is 6,666.6 of a foot. We already talked about the earth rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. So we got three sixes there. Um, the earth's circumference is 600 times six times six nautical miles. Um, they say that we're at a 90 degree, or I'm sorry, a 23.4 degree axis. If you subtract 90 degrees from that, it comes out to 66.6 degrees. Uh, Isaac Newton came up with the gravity theory, like when he first started writing it in 1666. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, there is only, how many coincidences is there until it's mathematically impossible? I mean, this is all that, dude, I'm going to go over more too. So that's, it's, it's impossible. The force of gravity on earth is 666 newtons. Okay. I don't even know what a Newton is, but I know what a fig Newton is, but I don't know what a Newton is, but that's, that's <laughs> the speed of sound is equal to 666 knots, right? Which is like nautical miles, I believe. Um, the diameter of the moon is 2160. If you take six times six times 60, it comes out to 2160. Uh, the distance to the moon is six times 60 times 666 miles. <laughs> All right. And then also we have the Antarctic uh, celestial sphere, the Arctic and Antarctic celestial sphere. It's at 66.6 degrees north latitude and 66.6 degrees south latitude. The last one is the surface temperature of Uranus. Not my Uranus. <laughs> not, <laughs> not my anus. It's not mine. <laughs> it's a negative six times six times six degrees. All right. So all that wrapped up into the uh, the heliocentric model. And tell me that's not coincidence. I mean, guys, it's showing you, pointing to you. The heliocentric, let me worship the sun, is all uh, uh, Satan's lie, I, I believe. Josh, that was amazing, brother. You, uh, I, I would love to see you go uh, back and forth with David Slay's Goliath because he is a true believer, but yet does not believe in flat earth. So, David, if you are listening to this and you're still not convinced, man, hit this guy up on Instagram and you guys should have a little chat. We can have a chat. And, and honestly, I don't, I don't like to argue with anybody. So if, 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 if he was to come on and we're true believers, then, then we would just talk back and forth as, you know, as believers. And it's all, it's all, all in love, you know, and, and it's nothing right, right. about, you know, Did I say argue? Cause I, I meant to say debate because there's a, a huge difference in the two. <laughs> you know, like when, when you get, especially when it comes to this topic, man, it, it seems like you can't get into these debates with certain people. It just turns into a rock throwing match. And uh, yeah, I, I would, I would do this. He would probably, I'm not David. I don't know. You, I'm, oh man, he, we're putting too much emphasis on David here, man. He, it's just a, he, he might, he might want to probably try to prove it scientifically while I'm proving it biblically, because he'll be like, what about a lunar eclipse? What about this? What about that? All I'm trying to tell you is what the Bible says. So everybody that's listening, I'm just going off what the Bible says. I'm not I'm not trying to explain any of that stuff that they try to, you know, lunar eclipse or so, whatever. I'm just telling you exactly what the Bible says, and it's up to you to dig into the Bible. There's like 170 verses that, that, that would co coincide with a flat earth, and there's like maybe one. that What they'll tell you is that the earth is hung on nothing. Uh, that's that's going to be something in Job. 
That's all they could really use, but it's not hung on nothing in this heliocentric model. It is hung on gravity going around the sun. So it's not hung on nothing. But now if you look at the this with the with the with the dome and everything, it would be hung on nothing, right? The actual whole earth is hung on nothing. So yeah. if, if it I not I anybody just look into it and find out. You know, it's really interesting. I'm a true believer and it's it sounds like you are as well. And so when you just talked about yeah, I'm a, definitely a true uh, flat Earth believer. Well, I, I believe that we live in a simulated, uh, simulated hollow flat Earth um, that was put here by our Creator. So I, I have a little bit of a different, <laughs> different belief than most. But the Earth is okay. Now I'm going to marry hollow Earth and flat Earth at the same time. I talked about the firmament. Now what's in the Earth? Shield is in the Earth. So the Earth does it is hollow in the Earth. Okay, so I do believe that. So hollow earth, flat earth. We just got married right now. Bam. So yep. let's, let's go. <laughs> Love you, brother. So on your, on your podcast, man, you, you obviously you jump into all, all sorts of different conspiracies, not just flat earth. Correct. Yes, I have. I mean, we have a hundred episodes out right now. We, we have Gary Wayne. We have all these different people on that talk about everything. I've, I've gone into all, you know, Operation Paperclip, uh, you know, Black Nobility, Committee of 300, uh, Secret Societies, uh, all, all different stuff, you know. I And and uh, we went over Harp, we went over Hollow Earth, we went over all these different – Flat Earth is something that I, I, I like to go on other people's podcasts to talk about because I could jump on your podcast and I could spit verse after verse after verse. So some people are not familiar with the Bible, so I'm able to – open them up to the Bible a little bit, and then maybe it'll open their mind up to start studying the word. And that's what I would like people to do. I'd like to take the Bible into the conspiracy theorist home and show them that it's the absolute truth and that God is real and, and that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and, and all that. I, I'd love to do that, but it's hard for me to go to someone that's a non-believer and just hit him with that. I need to open it up right? I need to open it up so that they, they go and search it themselves. It's like you could bring a horse to the water, but sometimes it's up to them to drink. I'm only bringing the horse to the water. It's up to you to dive in and, and, and drink. And conspiracy theorists usually love the research. So take what I'm saying uh, uh, and, and research it and, you know, and dive into it. And the Bible, I'm telling you guys, is, 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 is beautiful. And, and it, 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 I mean, after I started studying the Bible and, and being a true believer, my life was totally changed, okay? Totally changed 100%. Like, I, I, I got a house. I got kids. I got the white picket fence. I got everything that I want. Not because I'm a believer in prosperity gospel. That's not what I'm saying. But everything in my life started lining up the way, because I'm living by God's will and not living by my own will, which was chasing women, cocaine, partying, rapping on stage, lusting after women, trying to rap just to get more women. You know what I mean? It was, I know nothing about that. I know <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. So everybody that's listening, I love you guys. You can follow my, my YouTube at Josh Monday music and podcast is at the bottom of the screen. And then my Instagram, like you said, is at Josh Monday underscore music. And my podcast is Josh Monday, Christian and conspiracy podcast. We have a co-host, my, my awesome brother, and we have a guest on every single week. So we've had a hundred episodes so far. Dig into it and and also leave a five star review for this gentleman, uh, the White Rabbit. Appreciate and he works that. hard. He's waking up early to come and speak to me. So yeah, uh, I've been up this early in months, man. But uh, <laughs> I figure we gotta we gotta drop this one because it's important and I love the topic. And when you you hit me up about it, I was like, absolutely, yes, awesome. Let's do that. So, man, I love it, and uh, I would love to get you back on uh, and just go from the hip, man, and just 
pick each other's brain sometime and see what we come up with. Other than that, guys, it's been an incredible episode. And uh, I got so many good episodes coming for you, coming up for you guys. We got Hibbler, Sean Hibbler coming on. We, I, you know, I don't want to give away too many things, but somebody might say what the F it might. Yeah, I don't want to give away names. So uh, everybody, man, keep digging down those rabbit holes. Just a toy COVID-19 Go and grab a mask and toy What if I relate That it may be something more Book of revelations Like you ain't sure if you're In good relations With the one on high the Lord God nerds a message To the Christians of the world And what's happening Are you ready or Laying in the back of bitch Swimming lukewarm As your faith been lacking And you believe anymore Or there's some cracks in it You ain't addressing for You do it in the trash And spit no longer in your car Sitting in the park in the heat, stomach empty, starving to eat. Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat. About to get beheaded because you didn't take the mark of the beast. Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens. He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines. These elite Satanists are the psychoists. They're preparing our bodies to accept the microchip. We even got liberals trying to become like Rambo. Going to Bass Pro, buying up the guns and ammo. Instead of sporting flannels, now they're buying camos. Times, just read the book of Daniel. COVID 19 got me Googling my next Ruger and going to target practice to become the best shooter. I'm questioning Sandy Hook and I'm a 9 11 truther. That's sick of getting duped by that goof fantasy Cooper. What you think they're doing right now? They're testing us. These stimulus checks were distributed to invest in us. It's population control. They want less of us. They want to take out the weak and only keep the rest of us. I'm battle tested like a barbarian and I got the scars to prove it like a cesarean. I feel like I'm half white and I'm half Targaryen. The devil wants to kill me for the cross that I'm carrying. Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat? Stomach empty, starving to eat. Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat. About to get beheaded because you didn't take the mark of the beast? Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens. He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines. These elite Satanists are the psychoists. They're preparing our bodies to accept the microchip. Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo? Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode on your right hand or your forehead. If you don't take the mark of the beast, you're going to fall to the floor dead and cut off. Squirming, our own government acting like Nazi Germans. They want us to live in fear, filled with uncertainty. One world government under one currency. I can categorically say that this is end times. This virus is breaking us down, just like an enzyme. There's pedophiles, leaving men and women childrenless. These politicians are dummies, and the devil's a ventriloquist. All this evil stemming from Epstein's island. Gavin Newsom ain't your governor, he's a tyrant. He took away everything that makes us happy and vibrant and put a mask on us. To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They're preparing our bodies to accept the microchip